This one was big. Every game is big, but this one, um, I think, the way things tend to go is, is, is probably just as important as any other one. Hello, and welcome to our new podcast, Storm Chasers Podcast. My name is Jeff Brown, and I am the lead writer of Storm Chasers, which is a subsidiary of SonicsRising.com and SB Nation. And this is my co-host this evening, Joseph Chan. He is a first-time Storm season ticket holder. You've been uh, following the Storm for a few years now, is that correct? That is since 2012 when you yourself introduced me to the Seattle Storm. Yeah, and that's that's a big deal. And um, so yeah, with this podcast, I think I think we'll just start with a little mission statement, if you will. Uh, a big goal is to just get more coverage to women's basketball, WNBA, but specifically the Seattle Storm because that's our team and that's where we live. I know for me, growing up, I was a diehard Sonics fan, and then obviously Storm once they came into town. But growing up, I loved going to the Sonics games and just spending time with my family. You know, after we would go to the games and after the games on our drive home down to Tacoma, we'd always used to listen to KJR and sports radio and stuff. And we had, you know, they had the David Locke, uh, Locked on Sports after show. So there was like a post show, post game show, and then like a post post game show. And that was David Locke's radio show that he had. I always enjoyed listening to it on the rides home from the games. And I really just love that additional coverage that was being provided uh, for the team. And I feel like that's something that's just lacking with the Storm. Um, obviously, they have the, the TV broadcast and stuff, which is great. But they don't have any like post-game radio broadcast or anything like that. And I think a lot of Storm fans are interested in that type of thing. I know I myself, I'm you know interested in that. So we're hoping to kind of, with this podcast, provide some of that. It's, at least to start off with, we're definitely not going to be having podcasts with every single game or, like, as a post-game, but maybe down the road in future seasons, maybe we can work towards that. But for right now, we're just really hoping to provide some additional coverage and uh, expand the audience and expand the market, and we're looking to do that in different ways. So obviously... There's social media, there's Facebook and Twitter, there's websites and blogs like SB Nation, and we're going to you know, give a crack at this podcast stuff and see if we can draw in more of an audience and get more people interested because these are fantastic athletes, they're fantastic role models, and uh, you know, we really appreciate them in our town and we really want to give them as much support and as much sports coverage uh, as possible and as much as they deserve, and so I know that's a big uh, mission for me. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more, Jeff, with with all those statements that there is a, a pressing need for the exposure of not only the WNBA, but also the world of women's sports, which has been fantastic, but it is just unfortunate that there has not been as much opportunity for the exposure for all these women athletes that work hard every day, played the sport, loved the sport since the day they were born. And let's hope that we can have all that payoff for those hardworking women athletes. Absolutely. I know for some people, the podcast might not be their thing, um, and that's totally fine. Feel free to check out the blog. We, I try to recap every single game, both home and road games, uh, as much as possible and just you know give that coverage. But yeah, if you're interested in checking out the podcast, that's going to be fantastic. We're going to try to keep it on a somewhat regular basis. You know, We'll try to narrow that down moving forward, but... Um, you know, as much, as much coverage as we can. And, uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of you guys listening and sharing with friends and, you know, I'll share it out to people and hopefully we can kind of spread this and, and grow it, especially moving on to next year, 2017. Um, obviously it's really late in the year, just kind of start this up, but we want to give a lot of coverage and kind of, this is kind of the beta test year. And in 2017, you know, we'll really be moving forward with more. And it's going to be a really great time, I think, because the Storm are really in this transition mode where they're, you know, they had some two really, you know, bad years, and especially for Seattle Storm fans who are used to going to the playoffs year after year after year. More recently, they've had to sit around and watch uh, basketball that hasn't been, a, you know, the top quality. And, uh, you know, obviously with Lauren Jackson uh, ending her career and Sue Bird was injured or, you know, just didn't have enough around her and... Um, but yeah, now 
we're starting to get in some really impressive stuff and we're going to get to that in a little bit in the podcast a little bit later on uh but you know between jewel lloyd and, and brianna stewart and of course sue bird still doing her thing uh this team is on the upswing and things are going to just get even better from there and also for for those fans that that did not know the last time the seattle storm made the playoffs was when tina thompson played her last WNBA game at the Tacoma Dome, and the Seahawks didn't even make it to the Super Bowl yet that year. And the last time they won a playoff game, that was when Lauren Jackson was on the team back in 2012. And man, can you believe it? It was also that game-tying three-pointer that forced the overtime. And I remember when me and Jeff were there, it was exciting. We were cheering. We were jumping up and down. So excited. I still catch up all over myself. Yeah, you got ketchup all over my shoes, too. I remember that. Well, end of the day, that was worth it, and let's hope we can experience some storm playoff again, which we have potential to do so. So let's hope that they stay focused and just go after it. Yeah, and we're going to get right into that. Um, you know, first, before we do, just a little nod to um, the Olympics and the Team USA basketball obviously doing a a fantastic job there. Uh, You know, Team USA just absolutely dominated, and of course the Seattle Storm had two members on that Olympic team, Um, obviously Sue Bird, which was her fourth Olympic gold medal, and uh, Brianna Stewart, you know, and so she had made the team, and, you know, this, they just completely dominated, and I actually wrote an article on Sonics Rising uh, just recapping that and that was called Seattle Storm Season Resumes as Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart bring, bring home the gold. Uh, so if you want to check that out, it'll just kind of give you a quick summary of um, all the games, the, the box scores. We're not going to go through and read all those out loud. Um, try not to have it too dry of a podcast, but uh, you know, you can check out that article, read it, read up on it, read what they did, and it basically focuses on Bird and uh, Brianna Stewart and also a little bit of. Uh, talk let's also give props to ramu takashki of japan third member of the storm for participating in the olympics not only was she third in the olympics in scoring with 17 points per game she also helped japan get into the quarterfinals which was unfortunately halted by the united states but at the end of the day japan made one heck of a run yeah it was nothing to you know nothing to be ashamed about she led her team in scoring and that was you know, she did a fantastic job, and that's great experience for her. She's obviously still a very young player as well, um, so that's great experience for her uh, moving forward. Yeah, and maybe in the future, of course, she will be a huge part of our one-day third Storm Championship. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, and so moving moving on from the Olympics, you know, as, as the season was about to resume i kind of took an eye at the schedule and you know kind of eyeing hey are they going to make the playoffs are they not going to make the playoffs and you know looking at the schedule it was brutal it is it it was it was a very very tough schedule um it's always kind of hard to judge when your team is you know unfortunately the storm has still been kind of towards the bottom of the uh standings for most of the season and obviously the entire past two seasons um so it is hard to look at a lot of games and be like oh yeah definitely win there definitely you know oh they'll definitely take this road game or that game was like oh that does not look like a win at all when you're especially when i see minnesota there and like la and maybe even chicago atlanta even yeah i mean so yeah just looking at the los angeles game i think los angeles at the time was still the number one overall seed I don't think anyone predicted that they were going to win that game. Uh, yet they did. They won 79-72. to 72. Uh, Crystal Lanehorn led the way with 16 points. And uh, Brianna Stewart had the top rebounds with 11. And Jewel Lloyd doing a good job of, you know, becoming more of that combo guard of uh, point guard and shooting guard. Or should I say shoot, shooting guard and point guard. And with she had a team-high seven assists. And we actually got to talk to... Uh, the players and coach after the game, and so we have some interviews to include with this podcast. Uh, First up is Jewel Lloyd. This is a team win tonight. We played well. We had really good practice up to this game, and 
is um, surprising because we didn't have the best offensive night as, as we used to, but that's something we can always you know, fix. And uh, it's all about defense for us, and we came out and played strong tonight. How much did the extra practice time you guys got help with the chemistry of the team? Um, a lot. I think, I mean, we were already really close before the break, and then having the break, um, really just let everyone's confidence go higher and higher. Um, people were just in the gym, and just kind of took you back to just playing, you know, pick up back in you know, high school, wherever it was. It's just like a freedom of everyone to get in the gym and do what you love, and that's something that we really, uh, you know, focused on. You talked about the uh, defense. Um, it seemed like you had a quick hands out there. Uh, what were you able to capitalize on? I'm um, just being able to read the, uh, read the plays. Uh, there's a lot of time we do, a lot of film. Um, we had great practice guys who really, um, you know, executed their plays in practice and made us prepare for today. And so I was trying to be active as much as possible and say to our principals on defense to clog the paint and try to get deflections. Were you, um, was it hard at all to get Stewart and, and Murph back in the flow of it, I guess, with you guys? Um, not really, uh, just because they're really smart players, so it's easy when they understand the game to put them back in. And for us, we try to keep them more simple, just keep it simple and, and play with your instincts, and that's something that they're very good at. Do you feel like this was a statement win against best team in the league, kind of that you guys are ready to kind of make that push for the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I mean, winning at home, for sure, it's something that we really pride in, and to do that in front of a great crowd, and definitely the first game back, something that you know we focus in a lot, and um, hopefully we use this as momentum throughout the rest of the season. What do you think this shows about the growth of your team from the first time you played at the start of the year? Well, we played them really early in the year, so um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of things that we haven't put in yet, and still working on chemistry. And um, I think even from the season going on, you get to that we're just getting better. And um, you know, having players like Noe who came in and just looking for a shot, and that's something that we've been trying to get in to do, and now it's, it's she's there, you know, um, she's a veteran, she knows what she's doing, and uh, people are just getting more confident and, and growing, so that's awesome to see. With the Olympics, uh, you said that the select team was the second best team in the world, and obviously that game kind of showed that, and then with the rest of it, um, and you had one of the standout performances of that game, does that just kind of give you that extra motivation for the 2020 Olympics moving forward? Of course, I mean, every game I play, I try, I try to, you know, put myself in the best position um, to just be, just be great, and to be the best I can be every game, and, um, you know, I was fortunate to have a really good game, and, um, you know, I was just in the zone, and hopefully, you know, that those repetitions um, could put me in a good position to make the 2020 team. Thank you. you know, with the, with the neck on the bench, though, is when they made their, their run, though. Um, do they cut you guys off guard, I guess, to get her with four fouls in the, in the first half? Or, you know, Not really. We, it comes down to our defense. Um, you know, Lang played tremendous defense tonight. Everyone came off the bench, was ready and focused. And, um, you know, we were just we took really good pride in our individual defense. And they, every team's going to make a run, um, but we didn't, we didn't mind that. We, we, we had another run in us, and we knew that they were going to score some, but we had to come back and score twice. That's something that we uh, did very well tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And... Next, we have Sue Bird on the win over L.A. After a long break, you never really know what it's going to be like when you step on the court again. So to get a win, um, like I said out there, I really mean it. It, it. It's great that it was against a good team because we get to measure up. You know, they, they have the record they have for a reason. So we got to kind of see where we, where we are. But a win is a win, and, and we need them right now. Does it make you feel any better that you guys did this on a night when Stewie went like two for 14? Um, yeah, in some ways. You know, I think it just shows that they've been working really hard in the off, in the off season, in the last <laughs> month. Feels like I don't know. In the last month. Um, and sometimes when people are, are out or missing, like I was, like Stewie was, like Top was, um, it allows other people to step up and, and kind of work on some things. And, and you could see it. Everybody was really confident tonight. Could you talk a little about Crystal's performance or first time? Yeah, this I think, um, I mean, you could, the coolest thing about this game is, is you can go down the line and, and talk about a big play by everybody. And I think, you know, Noe hitting those, you know, happy scoring seven in a row was huge for momentum. But the one player that kind of was the, the constant throughout the entire game was Lang. And it really doesn't have anything to do with points. You know, she was rebounding the ball, she was defending one of the best players in the league and doing a really good job at it. And she just seemed to be everywhere tonight. And, and when she's playing like that, it's such a huge help to our team. Uh, do you think with the Olympic break, and then for you, but playing in the Olympics, is it actually more beneficial that you're kind of keep playing? Yeah. And then um, you move on? Yeah, you can you can kind of look at it one of two ways. I think for 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 me, for Stewie, really for everyone on the Olympic team, the, the best part was that we didn't play a ton of minutes, but we were we were still playing in games, and so we were we're game ready. We're kind of used to that. 
Um, I, I can't imagine not playing for a month and then being thrown into a WNBA game. It's hard. And I think, you know, there was some rest out there. I think on both teams' parts. Um, that's to, you know, be expected. But for us, it was a good way to, to stay game ready. But still, the WNBA is a whole different beast. So, you know, like I said, you could look at it either way. Thank you. Thank you. And then we did talk to Crystal Lanehorn in that game. Oh yeah, um, with Sophia going, I just think like it was very important for some of our best to kind of speak up some. I feel like everyone was, um, you know, we saw uh, held our own. It's like a lot of that No more after the car. Yeah, definitely. Um, that month we got a lot of good work in. Um, we need to do some talk. We're going to come back ready to play. So uh, we just want to be ready for them. As far as uh, getting Rebecca uh, into uh, in trouble, I mean, it's <laughs> that, uh, I mean, obviously, things like that you think about, but I mean, it all started to get more um, uh, to frustrate her. No, um, she's a great player. She's very aggressive, so luckily some of the calls went our way, and uh, she got into five trouble. Um, our rebounding, I think that was huge for us. Um, you know, we really, we've really been focusing on boxing out, um, not letting people get second chance opportunities, and, and rebounding, offensive rebounding for ourselves. Was there a specific focus uh, during the Olympic break for you? Oh, like, what were um, you guys focusing on? Rebounding, um, for me, just to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, but more so, just get our defense intact and uh, really rebound the ball because that's been a huge problem for us all season. How much do you think that worked short for you with your first double double over I'm sorry? How much do you think that worked over the break short yeah. with your double double? I just think I haven't really been rebounding the ball that well, and I think it's affected the team, so I've just been trying to focus on that. We'll see how these next games go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Crystal. And lastly, Coach Jenny Busek on her thoughts after the game against the Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, you guys led that game wire to wire. Do you look at that as a statement game? I'm not a huge believer in, in that. Um, you know, I, I, we try, those of us who've been in this league a long time, to not get too high and not get too low. Um, so... Really pleased with the effort. I think the things that we really focused on on the break, um, you could see. We really focused on our defense. We really focused on rebounding. We really focused on, um, you know, our grit. And, uh, and I thought we were really active on the defensive end of the floor for the most part. Um, we all, you can also see the improvement in the players that were here, just the work they put in and the contributions we got. Uh, from them, so that that was really promising as well. And can you walk me through like how the Olympic break goes for the players that aren't in the Olympics? Yeah, you know what we did was we spent the first part of it just we we left and went on vacation. Then we came back and we did all player development. Then we went on another small break and then we came back and we did all um, team stuff, but in mostly competitive playing situations, which is more fun for them. Um, not as heavy on the drills as we normally would be, but more just with this group trying to develop synergy. You know, the teams that do well in our league have been together for uh, years at a time with continuity with their main players and with their coach. Um, and they develop a chemistry that you don't always have time to get in our season because we don't have many practices and we don't have a training camp. So it was an opportunity for us to really work on that synergy and that chemistry. Unfortunately, we didn't have everybody, um, but I think the synergy between the players that we had here has, has increased. Is the way they responded when they went through that stretch there in the second quarter shooting 14%, does that sort of speak to their chemistry that they built? Yeah, we've worked really hard at a, at, um, a mentality. Um, and our defense and rebounding, which, you know, going back to the old storm days, that's what kept us in games for many years. And um, although we have a lot of offensive talent on this team, we still need to have, you know, really solid defense and rebounding as our foundation. Um, and so we, we really focused a lot on that, and I thought they did a really good job hanging in there, not getting discouraged. In the past, this team, when we don't make shots, it affects our energy on the defensive end. And uh, we stayed pretty solid defensively despite the fact that we were, you know, a little anemic for a while there offensively. 
could you speak a little bit about Crystal's performance, first double double of the season, sixteen and ten? Sue said she was like the rock the whole game. Yeah, I was. I mean, so many things about Lang's game was were, was impressive. You know, her one on one defense on Agumake, who arguably is the MVP of the league this year, as you guys now have seen. Um, I haven't seen anybody guard Agumake better one on one than what Lang did for especially spurts there. Um, so that was really great to see. But her rebounding, her boxing out, her decision-making, her poise on the offensive end of the floor. Um, and she's always been a premier scorer when she gets enough touches. So, um, again, she put in a ton of work over the break. And I was glad to see her get some reward for that um, on both ends of the floor. But she just she played an incredible game. Coming back to the first game against LA this season, obviously it was the very first game, but does it show how far the team has come since then? You know, it's it's hard to say. LA is a really, really, really good team. Brian's done a phenomenal job with that team, and uh, some nights it's just not it's not all the way there. And um, I'm sure when we play them next time, it's going to be a completely different game. So if you if you look at one game, sometimes it can be really deceiving. Um, we happen to get away with a win tonight, but um, they are, they've only lost four games now for a reason. They are a, an incredible team, and Brian's doing a phenomenal job. So um, really fortunate to get the win, but that's a great team. Take two more. I saw um, many pick-up rolls from Taku. Was her change, uh, role change or movement was changed? We have tweaked some things, yes, with talk. Um, I I watched, you know, as many of her games in the Olympics as I could, just to watch and see what she looks like in her element, in her comfort zone. And so I learned a lot. I learned a lot about talk. And, um, and so we've tried to incorporate that in uh, with her role here and put her in, in positions that she's more comfortable with. So that was very helpful, I think, to see her play with the Japanese team. And then um, Stewart leads the league in minutes or is right up there, but I know she was getting subbed out a little bit earlier in this game. Is there more of an emphasis to kind of rest her a little bit more in the remaining games? It's, it's, a, it's both that we want to um, rest our starters, but our, our bench has developed. We worked really hard with our bench over the, the break, and you know even the players that didn't get in tonight have shown great improvement and I have a lot of confidence they're going to be ready when their number's called. 19 points off the bench is, is you know that's good for us. We have way more in our bench that we haven't even that we haven't seen because they worked their tails off over the break. So um, it's not necessarily a reflection on Stewie as much as it is uh, trying to use our depth more now that we've developed it. Thanks Jenny. Thank, thank you Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. And also if I remember from that game which I was there I remember Brianna Stewart and Jewel Lloyd did not have great shooting games. Brianna Stewart was 2 of 13. Jewel Lloyd was 4 of 12. And if I could tell you that the Storm would win that game with two of those players not playing very well, you would say I'm crazy. <laughs> but the other way happened where LA still didn't win the game. And they had Yeah, that was one of the opportunities. It was one of Seattle's best defensive efforts, uh, you know, the entire season, holding uh, them to just 72 points a game. That was really good. And you know, especially with the talented team, I mean, it's one thing to do that, but, I mean, when you are lining up against Naneka Ogumake and Candace Parker, you know, that's going to be a tough, tough team to stop, and yet they were able to do it. They're playing so well that it looks like they're both fighting for that top MVP spot. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Agumake has really taken over on that. Uh, we're, we won't get too involved in the MVP talk right now, um, but moving forward, we'll have a discussion definitely before the end of the season on that. And yeah, following that victory against Los Angeles, we went over to Minnesota for a tough road trip. Although the Storm played their hearts out, they played as well as they could going into the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, Minnesota just... They had what they got, and then they ended it with a 12-point victory. Nothing to be ashamed of, and throughout this entire season, let's face it, we have definitely played the Minnesota Lynx up to their limits every single game. I mean, 
if we if I'm looking at the box scores every game, we did not go down like 20 points in loss. We we were going to the fourth quarter with potentially a win, but they just happened to close it out. And some important statistics of that game. Jewel Lloyd led the way with 20 points. Crystal Langhorn and Stewart tied with six rebounds. Assists four from each of Jewel Lloyd, Sue Bird, and Brannis Stewart. Yeah, and then them, they returned home to play the Dallas Wings, which that's, I mean, you know, we potentially could go into an analysis of that uh, or I'd obviously prefer to have somebody from Dallas do that, but it's kind of crazy to see uh, they had lost, I think, eight games in a row heading into this game against Seattle. Uh, you know, obviously, they, I think they had a little bit of injuries uh, this year, but, like, nothing so devastating like last year where they lost Skylar Diggins uh, for a good portion of that season. But anyways, Dallas came into Seattle and... Seattle, you know, handled them pretty well. Ended up winning that game, 78-66. to uh, Once again, Jewel Lloyd led the way with 23 points. Brianna Stewart uh, had a game-high 12 rebounds. And for the second game in a row, there was three players that had four assists to lead the team, Jewel Lloyd, Sue Bird, and Crystal Lanehorn. And let me just add, I really wanted to go to that game, but I missed it because I was at work. <laughs> Sometimes that'll happen. It's not uh, happening half the time, but I've made it to at least eight, nine games. It's all right. And then, because that was a home game, fortunately I got to work on press row for that one against Dallas, and so I was able to interview the players, and we have those interviews here that we'd like to share with you. Uh, first up is Brianna Stewart. No, no, my offense is around. I only have two, but I'm happy. Why does that make you happy? Because they're rare sometimes. You guys, um, you know, defense has been something good for you guys lately. And in the last five possessions, you stopped their eyes. Like, how does that make you? That make you. How does that make you? Um, you know, it's great. I think that, you know, that's a big emphasis, and we know that, especially here, we want to protect our home court. And, you know, Coach talked about it a little bit before the game and at halftime. And, um, Every single game is important, and important for our playoff push, and we want to make sure that we got this one. Considering the standings, and you guys have lost enough twice in the street, that is a Definitely. You know, the fact that they had our number two games um, prior to this game, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we showed them that we're going to continue great. Are you allowing yourself to stand and watch in the Uh yeah, I think I think everyone's uh watching it. You know, we're watching the other games. As we would before the Olympic break, but now it seems like it's more and more important because there's less and less games. As a younger team, uh, is there some benefit to having a game where you have a big lead and then allow the team to come back in and then really have to, you know, mental up and, and uh, you know, willpower and stuff to get through it? Um, it's not exactly what you want, but I think that, you know, I'm sure if you ask any basketball player, it's happened to them at some level or another. And, um, you know, Dallas, they're trying to make a playoff push too, and they don't want to um, have their season end and... We knew that they were coming. There was going to be a run at some point. And then uh, before this game, you had kind of been struggling with your shot. I mean, is that just, I mean, you've had a crazy year of basketball between college and the WNBA and the Olympics. And then how much of that is, like, physical fatigue and how much of that is just kind of mental as well? Um, you know, it's been a long year, so I can't really tell you how much of it is physical. But I think that, you know, me making the mental consciously telling myself mentally, you know, I feel great. I feel great. I keep going and that kind of thing. And uh, It just seemed like an extra week. Uh, coming back from the Olympic break definitely helped me. You know, I struggled those past two games, but I feel a lot better than I did uh, in the last week. Now you guys head out on a four-game road trip. What's it going to take to get the victories on that road trip? Uh, it's huge. You know, it's just like this game. Every game is important because it seems like every team we're playing is trying to make uh, the top eight. And I think that, you know, we want to try and steal some on the road. And next will be Sue Bird. Uh, 
because against a team that had we lost would have had the tiebreaker on us. Um, also a team that, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what the standings are right now. I know they lost the first couple out of the break, but um, also a team that is, you know, trying to get that last playoff spot as well. So this one was big. Every game is big, but this one, um, I think, way things tend to go is, is, is probably just as important as any other one. You guys always talk about defense as yeah. the most What do you think about the defense? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a really weird game. There was, it, it didn't really ever felt like, it didn't ever feel like there was much flow to it, really on either side. For us, a little bit at the beginning, um, obviously for them in the third quarter, but other than that, it was, it was just this kind of grind out game and in the past we haven't been successful when the, the game's gone that way but today I think we showed a ton of resilience especially because we started out the second half so poorly we were able to bounce back um, and Jenny pointed out that we had a ton of stops at the end like 10 out of 11 so obviously that was the key. How important is it for you to make the playoffs before you're all done? <laughs> I mean, you're putting me in the grave already, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's not something that you know I, I necessarily focus on or um, set as a personal goal before I'm done. I think uh, you know, in my experience in the game of basketball, if you do things the right way, you know, you have the right priorities in mind. Um, and you're on good teams, good things tend to happen, you know, and, and making playoffs is one of those good things. And how much can a young team um, like this learn from a game where they have that big lead and then they yeah. give it up and then, but you're able to... Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, when you're young, you can learn from every game, every situation, every scenario. You know, I think uh, in, in games past, this year, especially last year, we, we, we may have folded in a situation like this, so it's good to get the win. And then Jewel Lloyd. And um, you know, there's been a lot of close games where we was box out and had turnovers and just didn't finish. And uh, you know, today we really locked in, and uh, they went on a run, and we just kept focused and kept talking to each other, and that communication, you know, built confidence with us, and we were able to finish as well. Does, uh, <laughs> down the stretch, I mean, you guys had a lot of uh, defensive block, or either a block or forced them into that shot kind of thing. Um, does each one kind of amp you guys up more and more, or how was that kind of stretch there? Definitely, I mean, anytime you get a stop, that's momentum. And for us, we were able to, to run on that. We had really good shots on offense. So um, our biggest thing was just making them take tough shots. That's what you want to do with any team. Um, you know, get them out of their comfort zone, and uh, I think we did a really good job on that. In your second year now, how much more is it priority to kind of like take over a game? Like you had, I think, 11 points in the fourth quarter tonight. Really willed the team to a victory. Um, I mean, yeah, no. Um, you know, I'm taking what the defense gives me, and um, you know, too, it's just like you know, stay aggressive, be aggressive, and easier. Um, you know, our momentum starts with you, and having her say that, you know, that kind of struck a light bulb. Like I got to get it going um, to create good shots for myself and others, and I think that's what I did. Um, I obviously could have done a way better job. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch film and, and pick out things that I need to do better at. But uh, overall, I just really try to stay focused and try to finish this one, finish this one up. What um. I guess what can you carry from this game going on the road? Just the mentality that we, we have to stay strong and finish games, um, fight and, and stay tough. Teams are going to go on runs, but for us to be able to stop them and, and find our momentum and uh, have our composure down the stretch is very important. Are you allowing, allowing yourself to standings watch, kind of see where everybody is as far as playoffs go? Um, yeah, no. Um, I mean, that's, for me, that's coach's job. My job is to play and execute, and that's what I'm trying to focus on, and uh, that's the biggest thing for me. Thank you, Jules. Thank you, Jules. And lastly, we have Coach Jenny Busa. You always talk about defense as the key, just how proud you made the effort on that in the court tonight. Really pleased with that. Um, you know, we obviously broke down in the third quarter. We let them get a lot of momentum in that quarter. Um, but I was really proud that they regrouped in between quarters and reestablished our, our defense, got our defensive rhythm. Usually when we have a good defensive rhythm, it leads to a good offensive rhythm. Um, but the defense, um, I think we ended the game with 10 out of 11 stops and, uh, and, the, and the job that we did on the glass, which was a big key to the game tonight. Um, and it's just been a big area of growth and emphasis for us uh, because we haven't rebounded the ball the way that we wanted to this year. You had talk in the game during the closing moments. Are you gaining more confidence in her performance? Yeah, you know, I, um, I've, I had a lot of confidence in talk from last year. Uh, I think it's taken some time for her to adjust to the different role 
but I think clearly she has. And um, her minutes were huge tonight. And it doesn't even show up on the box score, but she was all over the place defensively and um, really was a big part of us having that stretch where we were getting consecutive stops was her activity defensively. How important uh, in her second year uh, for Jewel Lloyd to be able to kind of take over in that fourth quarter? I believe she had 11 points to kind of will you guys to victory. Who's that? Jewel Lloyd. Well, I mean, it's fun. You know, I, I did actually have <coughs> excuse me, a moment um, in the fourth where I looked up and we were we were really making our, our push in the fourth and we had Jewel, Stewie, and Talk on the floor for a, a huge stretch of that game. And that's our youth. And that's, a, that's three very young players um, that are playing in crunch time in a playoff caliber game. You know, that's, that's a, essentially a playoff game. These type of games where you're trying to get in, they become like a, a playoff feel. And, uh, and take a playoff mentality. So to have three of our young players in there together and then get it done, um, I think that says a lot about our future. And then um, is there any different approach uh, either from coaching or what you tell the players for a team? I think Dallas was on an eight-game losing streak coming in to this one. So as far as like a team that is struggling, but you know they're going to like, you know, really come after it because they've been losing a lot lately. Yeah. Um, I mean, I pick and choose what we talk about. I didn't talk about that with our team. We just focused on uh, what we need to do to beat them. Um, and that's all we focused on. I think when you get into some of that, that stuff, you're in speculation mode. And I just don't think speculation goes well in any area of life. So we try to stay out of that and just focus on things that we can control. But they were a hungry team coming in, that's for sure. We'll take one more. What do you expect? Um how team will uh, fight against those you know, road teams on the road? Well, I think we're going to fight our tails off. You know, this team um, is really excited about being in this position. It's been a long time for our organization, for some players on our team. This is their first playoff um, race. And, you know, Sue hasn't been in a playoff race herself since 2012. And, uh, so it's an excited, young, hungry group. And, uh, and we're going to give it everything that we have. I don't know where that will leave us, but I, I can guarantee this group is going to give it everything that they have. After that game, we went to Chicago, where we played against Elena Deladon and the Chicago Sky. We had a close one. It was 92-88. to 88. That kind of reminds me of Game 2 of the 1996 NBA Finals where we lost 92-88. to 88. Anyway, before I get off topic, high points were Jewel Lloyd with 23 points. And in rebounds, Jewel Lloyd and Brianna Stewart each got 10 rebounds. Jewel Lloyd got 10 rebounds? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I must say. And then assist was Jewel Lloyd with 8. Yeah, that was that was Lloyd's homecoming to Chicago as well. She, you know, she's from the Chicago area, and you can really show, or see, you can really see that she showed off her game, you know, all facets of her game, leading her team in all major statistical categories. And then, um, you know, since then, they've had two more tough road games. They're on this uh, four road game trip to end the season pretty much and it's i mean that's brutal that's brutal for a team that's trying to make the playoffs and especially for a team uh last season they only won two road games the entire year in 17 games they only won twice and <laughs> funny enough it was both against the los angeles sparks and looking into those four games these are playoff contending teams we're talking about chicago atlanta new york and Washington. Yeah, if you look at their schedule, and I think if I didn't mention this earlier, uh, after the Olympic break, there if you looked at that schedule at the time, I believe there was only one team that was not a playoff team, and that was Dallas, and they were a playoff team last year and still a very talented team. Uh, so it looked kind of like a murderous row that the Storm were going to have to uh, face, you know, and being that they were, I believe, and the outside looking in, it just, it didn't look like they had a great chance to make the playoffs, especially with the majority of their remaining games on the road, which they, you know, even though they're doing better this year, they ha continue to struggle with, but I am just incredibly impressed, um, you know, with their victory at Atlanta, 
they won 91 to 82 and kind of really uh, led that game a good portion of the way. They <clears throat> uh, Sue Bird had probably her best offensive game of the season. She had 23 points, and Brianna Stewart also had 23 in that game. Stewart also led the team with eight rebounds, and Alicia Clark actually had the most assists with seven. They beat us pretty handily. They, it was a game where we were actually winning. Uh, heading into the fourth quarter, and then I think they outscored us by, like, 15 in the fourth. Ugh. Yeah. We were up, like, I think we were up, like, three going into the fourth. Now, going on to this game, I will say I was absolutely shocked. I think even Storm fans were shocked. I think everyone that covers the WNBA was shocked. But we just single-handedly handled the New York Liberty 102 to 78. Yeah, they beat them pretty bad. It was, it was a dominant victory. Very close game in the first half. Uh, Seattle had outscored them by one point in each of the first two quarters. So they had a two-point lead going into halftime. And second half, they absolutely dominated them. Uh, you know, just I believe they outscored them 30 to 20 in the third quarter and then 24 to 12 in the fourth uh so it was just a complete domination joel lloyd once again led the team with 25 points stewart and langhorn with nine rebounds man those rebound numbers have been definitely going up and the assist sue bird eight assist any other thoughts to that jeff i mean did we really is there any more explanation we need um i mean the only other thing you can know is that New York was without Kia Stokes, one of the best defensive players in the league, and also without Tanisha Wright, who, as most Storm fans will know, she played 10 years with Seattle. She is one of the top defensive guards, always was. You know, the, In Seattle, they called her the secretary of defense uh, for a reason. So that can kind of explain missing two of New York's uh, top defensive players and you know key players that they have on that team definitely i think affected this but probably more on the defensive side allowing seattle to score uh triple digits for the first time this season and um you know just did not have enough to slow down seattle and seattle's a team that when they get going offensively if you can't stop them like they have a, so much talent and now especially when, when you've added uh brianna stewart to that obviously but that that frees up a lot of things that frees up Crystal Lanehorn, who maybe, you know, for a couple of years she was like leading the team in scoring. She was a primary scorer, even though she's not going to be a dominant scorer in the league in general. And But now, when all these teams have to focus their defense on Stewie, now that frees up Crystal to get a lot of easier shots. I think she was like 10 for 12 or something around that from the floor in this game. And so, just she's always been very efficient, but now she's able to just have an easier time scoring and i know i've talked to that talked to her about that in previous interviews and also let's also not forget sue bird has also had one of her best seasons going into the age of 35 the, the 35 the mid-age with brianna stewart that also gives leaves her open with some threes and some jump shots driving layups yeah, Sue has been an incredible story this year, especially um, after having to go through the uh, retirement this year of Lauren Jackson, which is no surprise. Like In 2012, it was pretty apparent that LJ was on her last legs. But to see Sue not only still going, but like you, know, you would kind of expect, hey, it's, the stats are going to decline. She's not going to be able to play as many minutes. Um, she, and I think a big part of that is the fact that she stopped playing overseas, which, you know, really takes a toll on these players' bodies, unfortunately. And that's a whole other topic that we can get into at some point, maybe later on down the road with this podcast. But um, obviously the women players have to play almost year-round, and that takes a toll on their bodies. And so for Sue to not have to do that these past couple of years, uh, you know, I think it's you're really seeing the positive uh, signs from that and she has just had an incredible season and you know it, it's tough to say because I think with athletes a lot of times the you know it's like you're fantastic one year and then the next year or the next month even uh, it's just you can't do anything 
but right now she's still at the top of her game and you know she looks like she's ready to lead this team to not just playoffs this year but the next two three years hopefully obviously with those two really huge victories on the road against atlanta and new york uh at this point seattle now has four games left uh of their schedule and it's basically it's going to come down to these four games of whether they make the playoffs or not and speaking of playoffs i'm going to send it back to joe and he's going to talk about the current playoff picture yeah, let's go over the standings really quickly. We've got Minnesota at number one, Los Angeles number two, New York three, Atlanta four, Chicago five, The Fever six, Seattle Storm seven, Mercury eight, surprisingly. And the teams that are still slightly in the hunt, you still got the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun. And then, of course, with this year, the playoff picture has been completely revamped. And so now the top four seeds actually have buys, and the top two seeds have buys through the second, all the way for through the first two rounds, I should say. Definitely feels like a football format if you think about it. But let's go over that playoff picture, shall we? So you know you got the f- first four teams in their buys. You got the Liberty, the Dream, the Lynx, and the Sparks. And Sparks and Lynx have quite a buy going on for six and seven you got indiana and the storm storm at seven so storm would head to indiana if the season ended to today yeah and that will be quite of a game and we've had some successful games there in indiana they, some not yeah they beat indiana earlier this year in indiana uh but they also lost to him so it's that it would be interesting okay. yeah and also we got five and eight Number five, the Sky, and number eight, the Mercury. Might as well just say the Battle of the Olympians. You got Elena Deladon, you got Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi, so that will be quite the exciting matchup. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. So it's really actually fascinating here. The Storm, if they could get the sixth seed, they would actually host the Indiana Fever, or Indiana whoever's Fe- number seven. Yeah, that's... And I don't even think anyone really projected that or predicted that. But that is possible. Now, it, that's not going to be easy. They could easily, just as easily, lose three out of their final four games and be out of the playoffs. But they actually do have a chance to host a playoff game in the opening round, which I don't think anyone predicted going into this season nobody I know, really expected that i know myself i think i had him 10th overall before the season started i had the ninth yeah so that'll be really interesting can they hang on to either that seventh seed or possibly even jump into the sixth seed if they were to maybe win three out of their final four games you know that'll be really key and i, and I think they want that matchup if they're going to make the playoffs i don't think they want anything to do with the chicago sky oh, chicago no. is even though they they came back in that game, they were down quite a bit um, through a lot of that game. And Elena, but the, the Elena, sky they certainly they certainly pose quite a bit of matchup problems. Yeah, and Elena, yeah, they they really dominated us uh, in the interior last time they were in Seattle. And Elena Deladon is even though both both wins are have been close, Deladon is dominated and she is on fire right now. And I don't think the Seattle Storm want any part of that right now. It's just not an ideal matchup if they make the playoffs. Um, obviously, some might say, hey, I'm happy to be in the playoffs no matter who we're facing. But if you're kind of looking at it strategically, like, hey, who can we match up with? Who do we match up best with? Uh, I think the uh, Indiana Fever would be good. And uh, if they could get a matchup with the Atlanta Dream uh, as well, later maybe in a second round than that i think that would be their best bet to advance further in the playoffs here yeah before we get a little bit ahead of ourselves let's go over the upcoming matchup against the washington mystics and must i go previously we are currently one and one against them we had that overtime loss against the washington mystics on may 26th mm-hmm. yeah and it was it was that was that was one where they it, that was kind of a funny one because 
they rallied big time to even send that game into overtime. And so a lot of times when you have a game like that and all the momentum swings in favor, usually that team ends up winning. Uh, but you got to give Washington credit when credit is due. And they were able to actually, you know, mount up and make their comeback and, and end up beating Seattle in Seattle. Uh, and then... And that one shot they made, that three-pointer at the shot clock, I think. Oh, yeah, it shot was clock just, buzzer. And it was at a really weird angle. It just went swish. Yeah. Or if it just rolled in. I don't remember, but <laughs> that was quite a finish. And then the other game, the Mystics, we hand- single-handedly beat them 80-51. to 51. And that was on Lauren Jackson's retirement night. And I... I don't, I'm not even sure how many people remember that game because that that was all about LJ, and but it's they, like you just knew and and I was actually just in the crowd for that one, um, but you knew like nobody was beating Seattle on that night like the, it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, it it could have. I mean, outside of maybe Minnesota or something, but like Seattle was so focused. They just. I mean, they. I remember Jewel Lloyd was just dominating uh, early in that game and really making an impact, and, and I think, you know, no one was going to top them on that night. But it's, hey, this is a whole different ballgame. This is at Washington on Friday. Uh, you know, we're recording this podcast and before Friday night, so we uh, we won't have the results until the next podcast. But... It's going to be, I mean, this this very well could be for a playoff spot. I mean, the, the Storm have four games left remaining, and two of them are against the Washington Mystics and the Phoenix Mercury. And right now, those two teams are the eighth and ninth seeds right behind Seattle. Both those games are on the road for Seattle, though. So if they drop both of them, Seattle is going to be a ninth seed. If they win both of them, they might even become the sixth seed, or they're at least guaranteed. I think. I think if they win that both those games, those road games, I think they're pretty much guaranteed uh, at least the eighth seed at worst. Following that Washington game, hopefully with a victory, we'll be going on September 11th against the Sparks. And yeah, you definitely want to anticipate that they're going to be much more focused this time against us, knowing that we beat them last time. They certainly do not want to lose two in a row to Seattle. So hopefully Seattle will be ready to go. And yeah, let's see what happens. I don't know what's going on with Los Angeles right now because right they were right there with Minnesota. I think even before the Olympic break, they were actually slightly ahead of Minnesota as the best team. They were just dominating everyone. And now they're kind of falling back to earth. And it, it's, it's at a bad time for them. Uh, you can just look at the WNBA standings. In the in the past ten games, Minnesota is nine and one. Los Angeles is four and six. Four and six for a team that before those past ten games had lost once all season long. You know, so they were what twenty and one. Yeah, and now they're twenty four and seven. Still a fantastic record. Storm fans would love for the Storm to be twenty four and seven right now, uh, but when you start twenty and one and drop you know six out of your last 10 games uh right as you're heading into the playoffs that's not a good sign brian agler is a fantastic coach especially for veteran players um so i assume he's going to be able to turn this around for them but you know you do not want to be going in that direction as you're heading to try to win a championship and minnesota is absolutely rolling right now and los angeles is struggling so that's going to make for an extremely exciting game Seattle's got a lot on the line, especially if they lose against Washington. It almost makes that Los Angeles game a must-win. It pretty much definitely makes the Phoenix game a must-win. You know, but we'll we'll see how this all turns out. I, I think Seattle is playing far better than I expected them to at the end of this season. Um, you know, they have a chance. I think if they get one more road victory they have an opportunity to uh, triple the amount of road wins they had this season compared to last season. And obviously that's a little bit easier to do when you didn't win very much at all on the road last year. Uh, But that's still incredibly impressive. September 15th will be at Phoenix against the Mercury. And that will be another exciting game to watch with both playoff spots on the line. And Jeff, got any thoughts on this one? I mean, what do you anticipate for this one? 
this is a tough one because Seattle has surprisingly had Phoenix's number a little bit this year. They, you know, well, Jewel Lloyd really carried the team in the second game of the season, scored 30 points, her first time scoring 30 points uh, in her career at that point, and, you know, hit the game winner, which was just incredible. I remember watching that game at home and just jumping off my couch with excitement. But, you know, it, it's hard to say because Phoenix had actually been really playing very well, uh, but has since now, I think, lost three games in a row. So they they had been playing really well, was starting to be like, okay, yeah, this is the Phoenix team that most people expected to be like a top four team this year. I mean, heck, a lot of the uh, experts, a lot of the experts, exactly, they, they had predicted that uh, Phoenix would actually win the championship this season. And they have not played that well at all. And, uh, you know, something seemed a bit off, especially early on. They seemed to kind of cor- correct it, get up into maybe the sixth or seventh seed. Uh, but, you know, since then, now they're, they're starting to fall back down a little bit again. They've lost three in a row. And, uh, you know, they're fighting for their lives just like Seattle is. And so it's going to be a really interesting game, I think. Yeah, and after that, we got Chicago closing in at home for the regular season, who has given us trouble the entire season. And just because Chicago is where they are, don't expect them to just bench their players. They're still fighting for a bye with Atlanta. So uh, Yeah, that's right. I highly doubt that they're going to bench any players. Um, you know, Maybe if, if they have nothing to play for, but the way the standings are right now, um, they're right, you know, neck and neck with both the Atlanta Dream and Indiana Fever. They're right in between those two teams. And, you know, they it's very well that a win against Seattle in the final game of the season may slot them as number four overall, um, you know, which is big for them. Uh, it actually would allow them to get a bye, and, uh, you know, which is huge for these teams. You know, nobody wants to play a 34-game season and then lose in, in a single elimination game. So if you can avoid those single elimination games, even if it's just avoiding one of them, you know that's every team's going to fight for that. So I think I don't see Chicago resting their players at the end of the, uh, the final game of the season, unless Seattle loses all three of their games prior to their game against Chicago. I, I fully expect them to be battling extremely hard for what's most likely the eighth or seventh playoff spot at that point. Um, and it's going to be exciting, man. This is this is kind of what you what you want from a, a basketball team, and and especially a young team that you know is is just getting going. Really, I mean, you you look at this. This is this is a team being carried, obviously by Sue Bird, but uh, really it's being carried by Joel Lloyd and Brianna Stewart right now. And you know, so to have them in Lloyd's just second year and Stewart's rookie season, and they might carry this team all the way to the playoffs and it's going to be fascinating uh final week or two weeks to watch anything i think it's been a while since um it's been a while since the storm had a dramatic september so for anyone that is not happy with the m's and their potential playoff spot or you just can't wait to watch the seahawks for another week tune into the seattle storm this is exciting stuff guys we're talking about playoff spot on the line. No, that's absolutely right, man. I mean, this is this team deserves attention. They deserve to be on more news stations, more radio uh, programs. Um, you know, and they get some of that, but obviously not as much as they deserve. And this, you know, we're right in the middle of a playoff hunt, and it's exciting. And we encourage fans to get out there and support the team. I know I try to talk to as many people as I can on social media and just get you know rally people to go to games because that's what it's about man it's it's about cheering on this team and just enjoying the game of basketball before we conclude we're gonna go over our late season prediction it's gonna be a quick one jeff where do you see the storm finishing do you see them in the playoffs or out uh so if if you would ask me this a week ago or so i would have said out of the playoffs looking at that schedule uh i definitely did not expect them to get these two road victories, they might actually, if they beat Washington here on Friday, they're actually going to go three and one on a four game road trip against all playoff quality teams. That's incredible. Um, they're rolling right now. I say they do make the playoffs. 
Um, as far as seventh seed, eighth seed, uh, it's still a tough schedule, so I'll say they make the playoffs, but they're the eighth seed. Yeah, here's my late season prediction. Although we've been going on a quick run, I actually will be slightly shocked if we don't make the playoffs, but I think I'm still going to say we may not make it only because of the competition that we do have and just the fact that we have beat them previously they're going to change their game plan and try to to beat us in turn so we'll see what happens i mean it's gonna be an exciting september whether we make the playoffs or not nothing can be lost from this no and actually let me chime in with that it honestly the franchise right now is in a win-win situation um, whether they make the playoffs or not, if they do make the playoffs, it's above, it's playing above expectations. I believe. I think a lot of people didn't necessarily predict that they would make the playoffs this season. Um, maybe if it had been kept to the old playoff format where it was the top four Western Conference teams, uh, Seattle's actually third in the West right now. And if the season ended today, and even if they lost, I think all their remaining games, I'm pretty sure they still end up fourth. In that situation, obviously they would still uh, make the playoffs, but being that it's top eight, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. It's going to come down to these final four games. However, if they did not, it's still a win-win situation because uh, the way that the WNBA is now taking, if you're a lottery team, they take not just your current season, but also your last season, and they merge those two together, put, and that get, creates your lottery odds for winning the WNBA draft. And since Seattle actually was the second worst team last season, if they were to miss the playoffs, they would most likely be the first team out of the playoffs, so they would be the fourth worst. You combine that, though, with their record last year, and they may actually have either the second or third best uh, chance to win the entire lottery. So it's very quite possible that if they miss the playoffs here, they're going to end up with a top three draft pick. Kelsey Plum! (laughs) Because we are going to need that point guard for the future someday, as great as Sue Bird is doing. At some point, got to do that changing of the guard, just like Brianna Stewart taking over Lauren Jackson's spot. And I also wanted to go back to the playoff format. Personally, I like the format. I think it diversifies the competition. Like, yeah, potentially Los Angeles and Minnesota, that were both Western Conference teams, potentially fighting for that NBA, WNBA championship. Because in the NBA, as an NBA fan myself, I've been hoping that the, the NBA would change their format because if you look at it, the Western Conference has a high level of competition between the Clippers, the Thunder, the Golden State Warriors, San Antonio Spurs. But when you look at the Eastern Conference, you basically have everyone else against LeBron James. And so, yeah, so I think that's about going to wrap up our podcast. Uh, thanks for everyone tuning in. Um, you know, please... If you enjoy it, you know, let us know. Talk to us. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, the the Storm Chasers Twitter handle is SEA Storm Chasers. And uh, my personal handle is at Jome20. That's J-O-M-E 20. Yeah, and thanks for the opportunity, Jeff, to add me to the show. It's an honor to be a part of the Storm family. I am looking forward to not only help cover the young and exciting team that are the Seattle Storm, but to also build the exposure of the WNBA. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is Sonics Joe. Give it a follow. And so, yeah, and just, you know, let us know, though. Talk with us. We want to engage with fans. I, you know, I started this podcast by talking about how we want to really build a community, but also just um, provide an entertainment and provide additional analysis for the storm for a team that you know us diehard fans in the region we love and so we want to have that uh, build this community so if you enjoy it let us know share it out tell your friends um you know and and if you have critiques that's fine too you know let us know that as well well that will conclude our show Have a good day, everyone. Hope to see you all on September 11th. Come out and support women's basketball. Go Storm! Go Storm. And also, stay tuned for the bloopers. We are live in 5, 4, 3, 
two. Welcome to a brand new podcast. This is Storm Chasers. Jeff, you're too quiet. You no. gotta like excite the crowd. No, no, no. Calm down here. Stop. It. This is definitely gonna be in our bloopers. No. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do the bloopers part. You would do the blo- <laughs> the whole I'm gonna thing. Do bloopers. Will, the whole bloopers will be all of you. <laughs> all right. I want to see what that says. Hello and welcome to our new podcast, Storm Chasers Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Brown, and I am. Let's start over. Cut. Okay. And I knew that was bad from the beginning. I know. It was just. <laughs> that is a blooper. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Take two. And action. They will certainly hope that they will not lose two in a row in Seattle because that was. That would be. I'm doing so bad. <laughs> You're so bad. Hey, but uh, this is practice. We're talking about practice? <laughs>